This is the NPR Student Podcast Challenge. It's the podcast where we show you how to make a podcast. Hundreds of you have turned in entries already. So this episode is all about what y'all are working on. So we're going to feature some of our favorites so far. It will be the last episode before we announce the winners. So stay tuned and get working. I know a lot of you guys are home from school. We don't really know how long it could be. So we just wanted to remind you that you can make a podcast at home. In fact, this podcast that you're listening to is being recorded in my living room. I'm on the couch right now. And you're going to be hearing today from some of the other folks on the podcast. They are also recording in their own bedrooms and living rooms and apartments. So first up is a little postcard that Jeff Pierre sent in. Thanks, Alyssa. So one of the things I love about the podcast challenge is the wide range of topics we get. But I also feel like some of these students are in my head, you know, contemplating the things that I think about in the shower or at three o'clock in the morning, sort of like this. A hot dog is a sandwich. A hot dog is a taco. A hot dog is its own category. <laughs> a hot dog. Those were high school students from the Young Writers Institute in Cary, North Carolina. And the name of their podcast is called, Is a Hot Dog a Sandwich or an Entity in Itself? I think a hot dog should be classified as a sandwich. That's my classmate Elijah speaking on behalf of the sandwich. You know, I literally had the same conversation about a week ago with some friends, and it got pretty heated, which brings me to my second pick. This is another topic that can get really intense, cheating and sports. So this next podcast comes from some middle school students in Walla Walla, Washington. Cheating has been taken advantage of in sports for decades, but there's still been a major misconception of what actually counts as cheating. There's a long range of cheating, though. So there's obvious cheating, right? But then there's a kind of cheating where everyone really isn't on the same page. Is it cheating? Is it not? Sort of like flopping. Do you think that flopping is cheating in basketball? Not really. So flopping in sports, right? It's sort of like a performance art. So imagine, you know, a soccer player, he has the ball, he's trying to score, and the defender touches him very, very lightly. And the soccer player drops to the ground and he's rolling on the field, grabbing his shins, grabbing his legs, you know, really trying to sell this foul. But is that cheating or is that gaming the system? The conversation these students had honestly sounds really similar to the sports podcast that I listened to. So we're going to turn now to our producer, Sequoia Carrillo. Hey, Alyssa. Hey, Sequoia. So Sequoia is in her home in Virginia. Yes. I'm sitting on the floor of my living room facing my couch where I've built a huge pillow fort so that I sound like I'm in a studio. Love it. Tell us about what you loved. I found myself being drawn to groups who really didn't take themselves too seriously. One I really liked is from this group of middle schoolers at Clearwater Fundamental Middle School in Florida. They made a podcast about my favorite conspiracy theory, the Mandela Effect. If you guys don't know what the Mandela Effect is, it's okay. Maybe you don't watch as many conspiracy theory YouTube videos as I do, but it's the idea that many people remember events or characters one way when, in fact, they've never been that way. Hey, Ma, you know those noodles that, like, college students eat? Yeah, but why are you talking about noodles? I don't know. I'm just seeing if you know. Aren't they called, like, cup noodles? No, they're actually called cup noodles, and this is our- That clip that I just played about cup noodles, which is so hard to say, I mean, I think of cup noodles, I think everyone does, is just one example of the Mandela effect. The one that really blew me away was the Monopoly Man. 
did you guys know he doesn't have a monocle? And since the names and events and people were never the way that so many people remember them to be, it gets you thinking, are we living in an alternate reality? Is this a different dimension? And that's when the conspiracies really kick in. Another podcast I loved is from this group of seniors at Somerset Academy Charter High, also in Florida. Welcome to this podcast segment of Survival of the Fittest. (laughs) These guys are hilarious, and they had one of the wildest concepts I have ever heard. In our first match of this animal stands at six feet, roaming the mountains of Rwanda, Uganda, and the Democratic Republic of Congo, a silverback gorilla. Their whole podcast was debating hypothetical matches between different animals. And I mean like boxing matches. Like they defined the terms at the beginning and it is fight to the death. And they got so into it. I mean, these guys had facts. When it comes to wolves and hyenas, they usually hunt in packs. Wolves, their pack usually consists of about seven to ten members, which is what the matchup is consisting of. Right. So they already have experience with this number. While hyenas are, they're not called packs, they're called clans. But truthfully, what I loved most about this podcast is that it sounds like these guys are just hanging out. They're clearly passionate about boxing and MMA, and they're bringing that knowledge into crazy hypothetical situations. The passionate but comfortable attitude was just what I wanted in a podcast. I love that you can actually hear the passion that comes through in audio. It is so cool. It's one of the best things about podcasts. Next up is producer Lauren Mugaki. All right, Alyssa, I'm here in my bedroom. I've just built an epic pillow fort, and I just put a blanket over my head. Uh, And I'm here to tell you about some of the entries that made me smile. Um, The first one, one of my favorites, had me totally giggling. It's from a group of high schoolers from the Bozeman Field School in Montana, and they wanted to highlight the issue of teens not getting enough sleep. The students have elected to go an entire night without sleep in preparation for an interview conducted by someone who has gotten a proper night's rest. Let me just say that this all-nighter was not a scientific experiment. Or if it was, it was a very silly one. Here's some of their audio from their all-nighter. Okay, it is currently 12.30 a.m. Should I call my ex back? No, No. absolutely not. One smart fellow, he felt smart. One smart fellow, he smelt fart. So the next morning, they sat down to record their interview and talk about the night. We both threw up three times. Oh, yeah. Okay, but you can also tell that the students who worked on this, they thought a lot about how sleep and lack of sleep affects their lives and their school performance. They had facts and statistics. They even had some suggestions. One, don't try to power through tired spells. Take advantage of your opportunity to get some rest. Two, most teens don't get to sleep. It wasn't really fancy, not super sound rich, but... I don't know. The students made me laugh so much, and I kind of felt like I was at a sleepover with them. I should also say, I listened to a wide range of student podcasts. Some of them were serious and academic. Some of them were really personal. I loved this one from a seventh grader named Kayla at the Meadowlark School in Colorado. She interviewed her classmates about self-esteem. Where do you think you lack most self-confidence? I think I lack most self-confidence in my appearance, appearance because... Uh, well, I just don't like the way I look, and a lot of people don't like me because of the way I look. I look, lack my self-confidence um, mostly at sports because I play basketball, but I don't feel like I'm that good, so I really don't like people watching me. I think I lack most self-confidence in 
school and in um, just my appearance in general because I really care what people think of me and I need to change that. This one is is just hard to hear. It feels so painful, but it's so honest. And I don't know, I just feel like hearing this, I felt so connected to those students. I mean, we've all been there before. We've all had doubts about ourselves. I just got to say thank you to these students for being real and for being so vulnerable. You are way more amazing than you guys give yourself credit for. All right, that's it for my picks. You're up, Alyssa. Okay, finally my turn. So one of the podcasts that really stuck out to me was from a bunch of high school students in Stillwell, Oklahoma. They made a podcast about their city, which is in Northeast Oklahoma. A few years ago, a Washington Post article came out that talked about the town's low life expectancy, so people there were dying pretty young. And in their podcast, they explained that this story was super controversial to locals. I think sometimes you post articles that get people's attention, and I just wonder if this is accurate. So the students wanted to do their own interviews to see if the story held up. They talked to so many people teachers, local officials, the chief of police. They even called researchers in Washington. Here's a little sample. There's a reason people die young in this county. It's because the culture around here is so broken that we'll do, number one, we'll do anything for money. You'll lie, you'll cheat, you'll do drugs. Number two, you'll do anything to feel good. You'll lie, you'll cheat, you'll do drugs. I think that's it. I think poverty causes us to be so unhappy that we're willing to do anything to feel better. This is home to me. If you really want to stay here close, here you can find something to do. I did. I was lucky. This has been a good job and a good career for me and my family. I'm glad I came back home. A lot of it has to start at home as well because a lot of these kids, that's all they know. That's all they've seen. Um, we have to break the norm. Breaking the norm, number one, is education of what's going on. Number two is trying to find them something else to do. When I was in high school, the first thing I wanted to do was get out of this place, and I did. I say, make it your choice to come back and give give back to your community. I wanted to come back and give back to my community as being a teacher. So talking to a lot of people can be a challenge, but I just love the way they edited this. They did such a nice job of like giving you just enough of a taste of a person, but not making it go too long. Like I loved hearing all the different perspectives about the town and like knowing when to cut an interview, knowing when to stop is so important. And I think they did a really great job on this. The question of whether they proved the Washington Post story wrong I'm not going to tell you. You're just going to have to wait and listen to find out. I guess the extra credit this week is finish up your podcasts. This episode was produced by Sequoia Carrillo. This episode was edited by Steve Drummond. Aaron Register is our project manager. Our theme music is by Sam D'Agostino. Chris Turpin is head of special projects and innovation. Neil Kruth is our general manager of podcasts, and the senior vice president of programming is Anya Grundman. I'm Alyssa Nadwarney. Thank you so much for listening. Good luck, and we cannot wait to hear your podcasts. Bye.